Hi folks, this is Rick Doc Walker, the DOC. This is John Kime, and you're listening to the Mess Hall with Rally Captain and Tailgate Ted. What's going on, Rally? How you doing, man? Yo, I'm good, man. Let me tell you something, everybody out there. The time has come to stop crying over that spilled milk that happened last Sunday. We got a football game to play this upcoming Sunday, October the 1st. Ted, let's get it. Amen, man. It's Wednesday the 27th. The team has had really its first practice to get ready for the Eagles game. They've moved on. It's time for us to move on. So forget everything that happened. We're two and one right now. Enough of this doom and gloom season's over. This is an 18-week season. That's right. So on to week four. You know, just like Rat likes to say, let's get it. But before we get to that, man, I got to thank Mike from Don't Sleep Energy. I'm up every day. Definitely not as early as you. I don't think anyone's <laughs> up as early. I don't think any of the news anchors I work with at Fox are up as early as you. But I got up at five yesterday morning. And then I went to the Wu-Tang concert with Nas last night. And man, the concert didn't start till eight. Mm. And I was dragging at about six o'clock waiting for my buddy to get off work so we could take an Uber down there and hit some of the bars. Thank God I had a don't sleep just sitting in the fridge. That gave me the energy I needed until Method Man hit the stage and then just freaking blew that entire place up, man. It was a good time. What time did the actual opening act come on? Uh, De La Soul came on at 8.30, and okay. Wu-Tang and Nas came on, I want to say, maybe like 9-ish, but okay. I wanted to see the entire show, so I'm, I'm a big fan of De La, just everyone else out there, and they had some yeah. DJ on ahead of time, so, man, it was a good time, just walking around, had a couple listeners actually say what's up, and kind of surprised I was out there. Nice, nice. You guys are listeners of the show, you should know I got a little bit of hip-hop in me or something. So. Just a little bit. I mean, the man cooked some good green, so he's got something in there and it mixed in. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, so who's the headliner? Was Wu-Tang the headliner? It was kind of a mixed headliner. So Wu-Tang came out and RZA was on this platform and he mm. was introducing everybody. But obviously, ODB is not around anymore. Right. And Method right. Man famously wasn't going on tour with them. And then they do a song, a couple of songs, and then Nas came out. So they were just hmm. kind of bounce back and forth. And then all of a sudden, you hear Method's music come up, and he just comes out of nowhere from behind the stage, and the place just went crazy. And then it ended with Nas doing a one mic, and then all of Wu-Tang on stage behind him. So it was, it was pretty oh, badass, nice. man. That's, that's nice, man. That's nice. And, and the beautiful thing is you're able to stay up because of Don't Sleep Energy Drink. And for everybody that's listening right now, Don't Sleep Energy is is offering a special deal to people, especially our listeners from the DMV Mess Hall. So if you go to if you go to don'tsleepenergy.com, they're offering a promo, DMV Mess Hall, you get 12% off. 12% off, not five, not 10, but 12% off, ladies and gentlemen. Do yourself a favor. Go to don'tsleepenergy.com, put the promo code in DV Mess Hall, and get your 12% off. It's good stuff. Ted likes sh without sugar. I need my sugar. So that's what you always hear me say. And also, let's say, friends, you don't want to drink something, but you like this cool hat that I have on or this t shirt, they've got merch. Check it out. There you go, man. And it's off every order, not just the first time you order. 
Mm-hmm. So if you need to restock, like I have to, it's off every single time you order. So that, that's a nice part about it. But I mean, you guys hear us talk about it. It helps me get through the tailgate. It definitely helped me get through two to like last night's concert. And yeah. I'm going to be going out to uh, Ocean's Calling this weekend. It's a three-day music festival. You're going up to Philly for the game on a big old bus. So I know it's definitely going to come in handy this weekend for both of us. Definitely, man. Definitely. And uh, I'm going to need it because I got to get up early. I got I to get all the food taken care of. Got to get the bus loaded up. I mean, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that needs to be taken care of. So, Mike, shout out to you, brother, because I'm going to need my don't sleep. <laughs> I didn't know that the bus trips had food, man. Damn. I offer a, basically a full meal going up and coming back down. So you don't have to eat anything on your way up or on the way down. So, I mean, if you just wanted to buy something to eat, at the stadium, you could, but I take good care of my patrons, man. And soda, water, and tea is provided. The only thing you got to bring is your own alcohol. Um, but this bus trip, I'm going to be offering a celebratory shot before the uh-huh. game. Okay. Yeah, before the before the game, because I don't we, we just don't know how it, how it's going to go. We know how we want it to go, but sometimes things don't always go the way that we we want them to. So. I, I'll be having a celebratory shot before the game. And uh, I got to tell you, man, um, there are some Eagle fans on this trip. They're riding the bus with you to Philly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, wallet. I, no, man, these are good people, man. They, <laughs> they just happen to, to cheer for a team that sucks. But I'm sorry, I, I didn't say that. They, I didn't say that. But uh, no, there's some good, there's some good people. And um, it's like all my trips. I have people from both sides that that, that, that join the trip. So I, I, I welcome them, and it's no big deal. That's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to hearing how it went come Monday, and hopefully they're riding home all pissed off and depressed. But yeah, let's jump into it this week, man. The I'm uh, ready, bro. I'm ready. NFL obviously updated its power rankings, mm. and the Eagles last week were third. They're three and zero. Do you think that? They're still at third. Or where do you think they rank now? Uh, well, <clears throat> so I think they're probably going to stay at third. And I say that because Miami just blew the doors off of Denver. So they're I'm sure they're number one. And I haven't seen this, so I don't know. I'm, I'm taking a shot at this. I'm, I'm, I believe that uh, Miami's number one. I believe the number two team is probably going to be Huh. This whatever the number two team is, but I think my uh, the Eagles are probably going to be number three. So how did I do? <laughs> they got moved. Yeah, they got moved, man. So Miami is number one, and how can you not be after dropping seventy points? Right. The uh, Niners are number two. The Chiefs are number three, and the Eagles dropped down to four. Okay, well, I guess I could see that because even though they did beat Tampa Bay, they really didn't look that good, and I can see that. The, the defense played dominant, but the offense didn't play as well as I think that they would have liked them to, even though they, they put 25 points on the board. Yeah, they're averaging 28 points a game, but mm. what's scary to say is they don't look like the Eagles from last year's playoff run. Right. They're not firing on all cylinders, and Jalen Hurts has a bum shoulder. 
and they're still out there putting up 28 points a game. So yeah. what NFL.com says is, I really like how Joe Buck phrased it late in Philadelphia's victory on Monday Night Football. The Eagles have shown a lot of what they can do, not all of it. That really summed up Philly's past two games to me. The offensive advances were clear, but even with two beefy productive outings, better is entirely possible. The pass protection was improved against the Bucs, and A.J. Brown clearly thrived in a featured role. If there was ever a worry there, but the lack of red zone efficiency added a new wrinkle. You'd love to see Nick Sirianni be a little more creative down there instead of having the Eagles just try to will their way into the end zone. But all in all, they're rounding into form. Well, worries me, man. They're they're not clicking on all cylinders, but you know they're obviously still top five. Well, that's I was gonna say. I mean, anytime you're three and zero, that gives you kudos to begin with. The thing is, let's face it, man. It's just the third game of the season going into the fourth game of the season, and some of our fans have already hit the panic button when there's no need to hit it just yet. Yeah, it's been unshaky, but. A lot of these teams have been unshaky, except for Miami. Let let let's give credit where credit is due. And I hate talking about other teams like that, but you got to give it to them. Miami looks good. They look like they are firing on all cylinders. So at this point, Philadelphia, who we're gonna hone, I'm gonna hone this back in. Philadelphia has not looked like they are firing on all cylinders, but it's the it's the third game, yeah. going into the fourth game. So with that being said. The commanders, we know that we have been on this roller coaster ride with us. So how about we catch fire on the fourth game, hypothetically? Let's see what happens then. It's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. It's going to be a tough task this week. And, you know, I, I told you I haven't played fantasy football in forever. Mm -hmm. And Rooster asked me to join his league. I'm undefeated in the league, but it kills oh. me because I got Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and the Eagles defense on my team. And that's why I stopped playing fantasy football. Cause I actually, at one point I got into a discussion. I won't name the players, but I was out at the park and I was talking to Larry Michael, no S just Larry Michael about my fantasy team. And he's like, you're playing them against us this week. And a couple of the guys were, they were giving me a hard time just like teasing mm -hmm. and joking, but I kind of stopped because in 2016, we all went to London and I couldn't put my lineup in. I didn't know how it was going to go. Man, it was kind of nice and stress-free not having to worry about it. I feel <laughs> like I'm cheating on our boys if I start Jalen Hurts and Antonio Brown this week or AJ Brown, even though I know I got to do it. And, you know, no one really cares about anyone else's fantasy team other than their own. I just feel dirty, man, especially watching them against the Bucks on Monday night. I just feel dirty. I don't see how you have time to do it, man. I, 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 I've got so much stuff going on to where, you know, everybody always asks me about fan. I say, I can't do it. I just know I can't. And I don't want to donate. But, dude, you've got so much stuff going on. How, how do you do it? Yeah, that's why I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning, man. And don't go to bed until 11. So it's just a, uh -huh. a lot of moving parts. And I'm definitely not a happy Mrs. Tailgate because I'm up at 5 in the morning. And she's usually in bed by 930. And I'm still trying to prep for the tailgate coming up for the bears game, even though we still got an Eagles game in front of us and everything else. But you know, Gee, I sleep right. when a uh, hockey season's over, so it's fine. Mm, my man. All right. Well, more power to you, brother. So moving on to the commanders, we were 19th last week and some people thought we should have been higher. I mean, lower in that number, 
And some people thought it was right where we were. After what happened, where do you think we moved to on the NFL list? Well, point blank, we shot ourselves in the foot. The 32 teams in football. Um, uh, and the way we lost in that fashion, I'm going to say probably 28. Damn, you think we dropped from 19 to 28? Yeah, man, because this is how we lost. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see that, man. I can definitely see that. <laughs> Luckily, we're not that bad. So we're All actually right. 22nd. They only took us down three spots. And okay. Right. Yeah, well, they know I'm, something I'm, I don't know. Thank God. Hey, it's something <laughs> positive, man. And it's saying uh, here, it was surprising to see Sam Howe force as many bad passes and take as many sacks as he did against Buffalo. Even taking into account his lack of experience and knowing the biggest knock on him coming out of North Carolina was that he needed to feel pressure better. He straight up held onto the ball for ages on a few of his nine sacks Sunday. And while two of the four picks came with Washington facing a big deficit, this was as poorly as we've seen Howell play. It mm -hmm. also should be concerning that both lines of scrimmage were owned by the Bills. Buffalo dominating Washington's own line wasn't a shock. As for the commander's defensive line, Though Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, and Chase Young generated some pressure, but it certainly wasn't enough to turn the game in Washington's favor. So I actually thought we'd be 25 or higher. So okay. 22? Hey, I mean, I feel a little bit better going into this week against Philly. But what did Jim what did Jim Carrey say? So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he ended up with a girl at the end, man. Or did he? he, he he, yeah, I believe he did. Yeah, I so think he did. It's been such a long time, so I, we got I, a chance, man. I welcome that. I welcome that. And let's face it, we can uh, maybe one of our little spies can go up there and give Jalen Hurts some more Hershey squirts and uh, Kelsey some Hershey squirts, and and maybe we can pull this thing out, you know. And I can come back from from a link a winner. And he was sick for that Monday night game yeah. against the Bucs, and apparently it didn't slow him down, and neither did that rain that came in. But we really just have to handle our own. If we handle our own, then I'm not really worried about what they do. From an injury report perspective, you know, there's some good news. Logan Thomas is back out there today, and he was a limited participant, but he was out there. Okay. So we know we could definitely use him, and Sam needs that security blanket with Logan out there. So hopefully he does, you know, it's only Wednesday, but hopefully he makes strides to being able to play come Saturday or come Sunday. So do you feel that Logan makes that big of a difference? You don't, you, you really think that he makes that big of a difference? I think it gives Sam a better security outlet than checking it down to AG or he also runs better routes than John Bates. So those intermediate okay. middle of the field passes, Logan's got that big body that he can use. So, yeah, I do think he's going to make a difference if he is out there. And he's going to need to get rid of that ball quick. We all know he's held on to it too long. Everyone keeps talking about two and a half seconds. Logan can win against those linebackers and those safeties in less than two and a half seconds. So not sure where he is in Sam's progression, if he's the first, second, third option in different plays. But hopefully, you know, a hundred even a 70% Logan Thomas to me would be better than a, no offense to John Bates, but 
you know, 100% John Bates or 100% freaking can't think of the other guy's name right now. But you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. You think he's going to make a difference? I I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wonder, but is it just because of his experience at the position that, that he's able to find the open spot, whereas Bates may not be able to? But isn't Bates a natural tight end? I yeah, mean, Bates he, is a natural we, tight end. So he yeah. should know. He should know those exact same things. And so um, I, I'm going to say, okay, if if it helps Sam, then Logan, come on back, man, if, if you're able to. Um, but I just think that th- at this point, this is more Sam. And I, I think that uh, that the tight end, because the tight end was doing the exact same thing, that Logan was doing. Bates was doing the exact same thing that Logan was doing. So I, I just feel that there's something else that's there. But hey, if you're healthy, we need all the help we can get. Yeah. And it's just the thing is, Logan gets better separation than Bates does and Cole Turner does. Okay. So if he is truly there and he's not going to hurt them, then hey, we need all the weapons we can get. Because on top of Logan Thomas coming back, only problem is Percy Butler showed up. He was limited with a foot. Chris Rodriguez was also limited. Manuel Forbes was on there full. And Benjamin St. Juice is on there with a neck. But he's full. The Eagles got a bunch of guys on their list, too. It's Wednesday. So, you know, the only thing I'm excited about is the fact that Logan is potentially going to be there. I'm hoping the other guys can bounce back, get a shot, do whatever they need to do to be out there. Because everyone's going to say we got to run the ball this week. Problem is Philly is number one on defense in rushing. They're giving up 48 yards a game on the ground, which ain't much. They're giving up stingy 261 yards in the air. They're 25th in pass defense. I'm not saying that we're going to have to throw the ball against them to win, but I'm thinking ahead you're probably going to agree with me that we need to run the damn ball. Problem is, it ain't going to be that easy against this Eagles defense. That front four that they got, I mean, Stingy ain't even the word for it, man. I mean, they're Scrooge McDuck just hiding all those rushing yards (laughs) in their vault. Man, so it's going to be a difficult task. Ain't no doubt about it. But I I believe with, with certain play calls, you can defeat it. You know, whether it's a quick pitch to the outside instead of trying to clog up the middle, because we we see what teams do to us. We've always been told that our strength is our front four. But what do they do? Instead of trying to run between the guard and the tackle, they'll run around the, the end, and they'll kill us that way. So maybe we can figure something out. Hopefully there's been a wrinkle in the tape that, that the coaches have seen, or a small vulnerability, and we can we can take advantage of it. I'm I'm hoping so that, you know, you've got to think that these coaches have been preparing for the Eagles. Part of the problem is the Eagles have a brand new offensive coordinator and a brand new defensive coordinator. So the last two guys they had both got promoted after losing the Super Bowl last year. And they brought up Brian Johnson, who's a first time play caller. So he was with the Eagles. So it was a promotion from within. And I'm going to butcher this guy's last name, but Sean Desai. He came in from the Seahawks, so he's their new D.C. So this is actually what Rivera said about having to try and game plan for coaches that you've never really had a chance to see their schemes before. 
What's it like evaluating a team that obviously was really successful last year but has two new coordinators? Like, how does that affect sort of your analysis? Well, the biggest thing you try to look at more so than anything else is, is what are the differences in play calling? You know, how do they use certain personnel groupings and, and, and players for that matter? Um, those are all things that you look at when you're looking at tape, um, you know, is, is what are the differences? And you refer to some of your notes from last year and kind of compare and, and, and go through it that way. Especially early in the season, like is that something that you look at mostly the three games they've had together, or I guess how do you balance what they did well last year versus this? Um, I, well, you, you've got a you know a lot of information from last year, obviously, and you've only got a three-game sample, and, and that's what you're trying to, to, to decide and decipher uh, through in, in your comparisons. So we've gone up against what? The Broncos, they got a new head coach with Sean Payton, mm -hmm. and we were able to kind of bounce back, even though we had to come back from behind. You know, we know Sirianni, he's been there, but he's got these new guys calling plays for him. But we know who Jalen Hurts is. And other than trying to stop that damn fourth and one or goal line, everyone just gets into a rugby scrum, we know what they're going to do and should have a way to stop it. We just kind of have to do our job from a just offensive perspective. You know, they're not lighting the world on fire in no. offense. They're 23rd in passing. Only problem is they're second in rushing. So Jalen hurts. I, maybe it's because he's got that bum shoulder and what he's talking about. They're not lighting it up in the air, but they are lighting it up on the ground and they got rid of, Miles Sanders, who they had last year, and they brought in DeAndre Swift. I don't know if you remember DeAndre Swift from that oh, Lions yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Lit us up. Uh, oh, yeah. And that concerns me. Swift is second in the league right now with 308 yards. He's averaging almost seven yards a carry. He's got 6.8 yards per carry. It's all man on all man on deck at this point, man. We need everybody healthy to be out there and contribute to take on the Eagles. Oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, do we know what's going on with Rodriguez? So I think they said Rodriguez was sick. Okay. So I don't think it's anything drastic. And not, hey, I mean, not an injury, but just kind of sick. Okay. I mean, yeah. after that loss, I'd be sick too. But I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it says uh, Chris Rodriguez just says illness here from John Kime. Actually, so you know we all we all are i mean yeah. so we we've got to take our pepto and and man up and let's get this thing on the road because this city we always said that and this is going back to the buffalo game and i know we can't cry over spilled milk but we always said we wouldn't necessarily mind losing to buffalo or any team for that matter but how did we lose and obviously if we had hung maybe 27 points to their 31 we wouldn't be feeling as bad yeah. would you agree no I, I mean shoot i i bumped that spread up to 11 if we yeah. would have lost by 10 i would have won my bet i would have been happy <laughs> yeah so, so you I know mean, but yeah, I hear yeah. It. yeah it's the it's the way we lost that that's what it boils down to i mean we understand there's going to be somebody who's going to win and somebody's going to lose but it's the way you lose and and i'm hoping that that really uh got underneath their skin to get them prepared for philadelphia and the good thing is, even though I know it doesn't mean anything, we did we have beat them when they were undefeated before. I mean, not mean we anything, have. but 
Yeah, you know, so them and the Steelers. That's right. You like to remind me about that. And there's a lot of people on Twitter that are talking about how we're the giant killers because we we knocked (laughs) out two undefeated teams and this and that. But the NFL is a, you know, for the most part, it's a year to year league. The Eagles, they got new coordinators. They got new players over there. Their core is still straight, but they've also got some new players that are wreaking havoc. Mm-hmm. And just focusing on us right now, it's Sam's fourth start. Yeah. Do you cut him any slack for how he's playing just because he's a young quarterback? Um, I'm not going to say cut him slack, but you give him, you still give him that leash that he needs because he's going to make mistakes. Now, at some point in time, um, that's going to change, obviously, you know, but it's once again, it's, how is he is he losing or how is he looking because he just didn't pass the eye test against the broncos he just didn't even though we know that he can do it and that's why i said maybe there's something going on in his head that makes him want to do the things that he's doing and if that continues on then i think that as a coach you've got to say okay I'm going to sit you down for a minute. No different than when Gibby was fumbling the ball and he had to sit him down for those weeks, two weeks or whatever it was that we did. I mean, he got back in the game eventually. He just didn't start. So if that's what it takes to to sit him down and talk to him and say, hey, what's going on? Why are you doing this? And maybe putting him back in, I don't have a problem with it. But right now, he is your guy who you said is going to be your starter. He is your starter right now. You deal with it. But if something's going on in his head, I'm hoping that they pull him to the side, you know, and, and let Frisk get in for a minute just to just to say, hey, are you seeing the same thing that we're seeing here? All right, get back in there and let's do it. You know what I mean? If that makes sense? Makes sense. I I don't want to see Brisk get in unless something happens to Sam. I even well, I mean, Sam was getting his ass beat last week. He got yeah. he's getting banged up, he's getting hit. To me, you can look at this one of two ways. Is he going to psychologically get damaged to the point of mm-hmm. he's going to be gun shy and mm-hmm. it's going to hurt him in the long run? JP Finley put a tweet out there talking about one of Sam's worst losses in his college career. And I, I get it's college. You can't equate the two. But in Sam's college career, his worst loss came, let's see here, Opening loss, UNC versus Virginia Tech. He had one touchdown and three interceptions. The next week, he bounced back with five touchdowns and one pick and a win. So saying he's got the mental fortitude to tough it out. And Coach was actually talking about during his press conference today how he was actually leading film session. So this is a young man in his fourth start, basically a redshirt rookie because he didn't do anything last year. Right. leading film session and telling the receivers where he wants them to be in this session. But this is actually Sam's words on should anyone be cutting him some slack. Well, I'm just kind of emphasizing the, the, the moment, your fourth start. Do you take any like, solace in that or like, does it, like, do you think about like, the, the kind of how young you are and all this? And how much you yeah, honestly, no, I don't, I don't make any played much better than I played on Sunday and my teammates in this organization deserves for me to play better than I played on Sunday and I just got to do a better job um, you know I can't go out there and make the excuse that, that I'm young because the, the teams that we're playing they don't care 
Um, the scoreboard doesn't care. Um, and so I got to do my I got to do my job at a higher level um, in order for this team to go where we want to go. Um, so I'm excited to get back out there on Sunday. I love hearing that from this young man. Every time he steps up to the podium, he doesn't shy away from the questions. And he just impresses me more and more with his answers. I wish he wouldn't have to answer some of these tough questions, but I feel he's he's mature and he can handle this pressure. Now, he does keep saying that the defenses aren't really showing him anything he hasn't seen before. Well, we know that's not the case because he had you know, have, what was it, five interceptions, four interceptions last week? So he's definitely seeing some stuff he hasn't seen before. But I'm hoping that he's just getting it drilled into him to not do it again. We'll see come this week in Philly, though. Definitely will. And I look forward to seeing it in person. I, I really do. And it will be a great situation for myself and the people on the bus trip and the the commanders fans that are traveling to and around Philly to see him bounce back. If you will, this will be a great game to do it. And he will be put back on the pedestal that he, that he was on after the first two weeks. So, you know, he's, he's been knocked down a little bit, but people are ready to hoist him back to the top. Oh yeah. And I mean, we put that question out there. No one wants Sam to have a leash. They want him to have the entire season when we asked that question, except for one guy that chimed in and said, if you want to win now, put in brisket. And I wanted to block that guy, but hey, he was just answering the question, honestly. So it's whatever. That's right. I'm just, I don't trust him. I'm, I'm not going to ride in a bus to Philly with that guy. He probably makes bad decisions. But <laughs> everyone said, give Sam the rock for the entire year. And it's an opportunity to find out what this kid has. Is he really going to mm -hmm. learn from it? But yeah. we also said that Sam can make every throw. Sam yep. can do everything we need him to do. But the front four or the front five, they got to give him some time to block. And this is actually what Sam had to say about the line protection. I apologize for the audio being really loud at first because the commanders didn't have the reporter's microphones on and I had to amplify it. So. Bear with us. And then, obviously, they, you know, they send line and see and get some pressure looks and all that. What, are, what input do you have on protection of the line? And are you still seeing a lot of, you know, how much are you seeing new looks for the first time as you go through this? Yeah, um, I mean, I have a lot of input at the line scrimmage as far as protection. Um, and in certain protections, I make the mic point. In certain protections, the center makes the mic point. And then I can change it. Um, but we're all on the same page. Um, and we haven't really seen anything that was specifically new in the game. It was kind of all stuff we talked about. Um, it's just a matter of going out there and executing. It's not like we're having free runners all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I think from a schematic standpoint, we've been fine as far as picking up the blitzes. We just got to do a better job executing, and I, I got to do a better job getting the ball out. It scares me a little bit. Well, well, let's face it. He's got to be able to have better pocket presence. I, th I think that's also something that a uh, pocket awareness, presence yeah. awareness, whatever you want to call it. I, I think that, you know, uh, he's got to know when to step up, slide in, slide out, and even flat out run. I mean, run for your life, you know, fire drill, run for your life, uh, ring the alarm. He's got to be able to do all that. And I'm not going to sit here and say I could do it because if I could, 
I wouldn't be on the pod with you, Ted. Not that I mind being on the pod with you, but um, it's 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 a job that hey man, only the the select few can do it, and I'm happy that he's on our squad to be able to do it. But I'm hoping that I'm I'm really hoping that he can get out of the school of hard knocks, if you will. You know what I mean? I hear you. I'm just concerned that this young man is processing so much coming up to that line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And now you're telling me he's got to talk about the protection. He's calling out Mike's at that point and adjusting protection based upon what he's seeing. To me, that's All too quarterbacks much. Do. All quarterbacks do, though, bro. No, Chase Ruya used to be in charge of it. When he was up before and on the team, our center was the one that called protection and everything else. Unless I don't the, feel unless the quarterback saw something, unless the quarterback saw something, he overruled but, him. I, I hear you, but the offensive line shifting and knowing where they should go back and forth, I'm not trusting a kid in his fourth start to do that. Okay. I would okay. rather have my veteran center in Nick Gates making those calls because it's a lot for Sam, but I just, to me, it might not be the right analogy, but I love me Cheesecake Factory, right? Mm-hmm. But there's just way too many options and way too many things to look at. I mean, that menu is like reading the freaking Art of War. It's just massive. So are you saying that you're just a basic strawberry cheesecake, strawberry on top of the cheesecake or cherries on top of the cheesecake? I haven't even gotten to dessert, man. I'm I'm talking about my appetizer. I'm talking about my cocktails. (laughs) I'm talking about my entrees, right? And to me, this is Sam going up there and starting. And just before he even gets to the line, he's trying to see, okay, are they in a cover two shell? What's going on? He's trying to get some motion. He's trying to say, okay, five fours, Mike, you know, shift the line protection this way. That, to me, is too much. We need to simplify this for the kid. Mm, and okay. that's what I have a little bit of a problem with because maybe that's how Biennemi ran it for Patrick Mahomes. But Sam ain't Patrick Mahomes. He ain't even close. And if we want him to get a chance to potentially be there someday, we got to simplify this game. We got to simplify this playbook. And maybe he won't look like me when the waitress comes over and starts asking you, what do you want? And I then just ask them, well, what do you think I should get? Because I'm just lost at that point. So you're telling me that uh, Sam needs to go to Barnes & Noble and get the quarterback for dummies? It's not <laughs> even the quarterback for dummies, man. <laughs> is that, is that you know, you're saying? I know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm being I funny, I, and I understand what you're saying. Instead of having, hypothetically, 100 pages, give him, give him 30. Give, yeah. give, 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 give him 30 pages to deal with versus 100. You know, And then, and then as, as we get further along or we progress in the season, then maybe you can go to 45. You know, I, I understand what you're saying. And it's not even just Sam. Terry McLaurin was on a clip with uh, J.P. Finley on NBC4 talking about how the spacing of the wide receivers isn't even right. They're not even on point. So you got guys being in the same area as other receivers, which is That's impacting the plays. So you're talking yes. about coverage, and this is a new system. So mm-hmm. it's not just Sam that it's affecting. It's affecting the entire offense. Maybe dial down that playbook a little bit and get okay. some other stuff taken care of and then build upon it and go from there. And I'm not saying that enemy has forced the entire thing down their throats. But when you've got McLaurin saying that in just a locker room session, that wide receivers and the guys that are out there aren't where they're supposed to be, that's a problem. 
And we all know well, the offense wasn't good last week. Well, see, now the problem that I have is to me, and we talk about Coach Rivera, to me that's an in-house issue. I don't feel that Terry should say that to, to anyone. I, I just don't. Um, and that's just me. But I feel as though that's something that, hey, once the reporters leave, we talk amongst ourselves about that and to the coaching staff and what do we need to do to improve that because let's face it if you got two guys in the same area all you need is one defender and you and you're nullified yeah. two guys in the same area all you need is one defender and you're nullified and now somebody else can be double teamed or where the play may have needed to go so i have a I have an issue with that i mean granted hey I, I, terry brother if you're listening i'll never go against you but i feel as rally captain that anything that problems or issues that's in-house keep it in-house with your with everybody else because you don't want to give the other team any ammunition because if if we're hearing it obviously they're hearing it as well well it's not even hearing it they're they're gonna see it you know they're gonna watch the film and it's something that i saw on a couple of plays where there was coming across a seam in the middle we had it was i think it was logan before he got hurt was there but all of a sudden another receiver was coming into his area and his route and Logan still caught the ball. It just, it looked odd for them to be that mm-hmm. close to each other. But then, he, yeah, I hear you. Terry should keep this in house and not answer JP, but you know, shouldn't let that cat out the bag, but it is out there and yeah. everyone's going to see it. And man, Philly's going to prepare for it and they're going to know what's going on. It's going to be interesting to see what we do to fix that and what can be done to fix it. But to me, it, it all matters about up front. Mm-hmm. Philly's got a heck of a pass rush, and they obviously have a heck of an offensive line. If they're average, I think what I said, they're first in the league in rush defense and second in the league in rush offense. So we're talking about winning in the trenches. What concerns me is stopping that Philly defensive line. Jalen Carter, that rookie defensive tackle they picked up. Out of Georgia. The kid is third in pro football focus right now for interior linemen with a 93.2. The only one better than him is Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. And the other thing about the kid out of Georgia, Carter, he isn't even playing full time yet. No, he's not. That's what, scare, that's what scares me. And, but that brings up another point that I want to make, though. At some point in time, we got to do a better job of rotating our guys so they can so they can get some win. If if the Philadelphia stays on the field, I mean we we have to do that. We got to keep those guys fresh, and that's one thing I will say that we did last year. We kept those guys fresh, and they kept pressure on Jalen. We know Jalen's. We we know what he likes to do, even though we have a new coordinator. We know what he likes to do. We can stay out in our lanes, and this is going to be a true test for Chase. Oh yeah. It's going to be a true test for Chase to to see, to make sure he can stay in his lane, maintain his lane, and keep him fresh as well. So, um, but but that kid out of Georgia, he he's a beast. They knew it, and they got him as a steal because nobody wanted to touch him because of the whole accident aspect of things. So, uh, we got to that tells me that you got to swing that ball wide, and 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 Sam is going to have to because Buffalo knew that he would he would throw the ball immediately. He's going to have to double clutch. He's going to have to fake like he's, I mean, put it, put it all his efforts in like he's going to throw that ball that first, that first time, allow that receiver to do a double move to give him the bite. 
And I think once that happens, if that if they can do that, that'll open things up as well. Yeah, and this is actually what Sam had to say about what makes that Philly line so good. Over time. What makes the Eagles front so good, and is it an extra emphasis that these are talking about because of the Yeah, I mean, you always look at the guys they have, and obviously they're really good up front. So we gotta we gotta do our job in protection. I gotta do my job in protection as well, and making sure we're neutralizing the front. Um, but I mean, I, they're just so talented. Um, even they have so much depth as well. You know, the guys that are coming in backing those guys up are really good players. Um, like the Jalen Carter kid doesn't even start the game, but he's one of the better players we'll play all year. Um, and so they have they have really good players on their front, and we got to be ready for it. I mean, you mentioned it. Carter's not even starting. He's He played less than half the snaps last week against the Bucks. He got five quarterback pressures, a half a sack, a forced fumble, and two tackles. So our offensive line has its work cut out for it, but yeah. they need to give him help. They need to give Wiley a tight end beside him. They need to give him a running back. Shoot, whatever we can do, we got to do some more max protect to give Sam some time and to keep basically him off his ass. So I'm I'm hoping that we change it up a little bit. I mean, really keys to the game. What say you? What what are your keys to actually winning this week? The keys this week are going to be coach Bienemy actually feeling the game and maybe not calling what he wants to call because he thinks it can work, if that makes sense. Makes sense. Feel it. If, if that rush is getting too too tough, which we know it's going to be tough, hey, do something else because I do believe that he was a big reason of why we lost the game. I mean, play calling. We we got on. We how many times did we get on uh, Scott Turner? We got on Scott. We ragged Scott when he made a mistake. And so, you know, just like we don't have a choice. Well, we do have a choice with Sam, but we don't have a choice as far as our OC is concerned. But we ragged out Scott Turner. Are we going to do the same for Eric or does Eric get a pass because he's Eric and he came from the Chiefs? Does, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's got to call he's got to call a good game. For us to win this game, Ted, it's it it and I know this is going to sound cliche, but we've got to win on all four points of the game, you know, offense, defense, special teams and coaching. I was wondering it, what that fourth point was. It, coaching. I mean, it's going to come down to that. It really is. You've got to do what hasn't been done to beat these guys because we know that they're a powerhouse, and 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 we're not we're not saying it just because we're swinging from their jock. It's it's the truth, you know. So you got to man up. They were in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, yeah, you, there's a reason why they were in the Super Bowl, why they're a favorite to repeat and host mm -hmm. for the NFC. So I mean, you're spot on. There's just we know who the Eagles are. Yeah. We there was a chance that Buffalo wasn't the Buffalo from last year that they've kind of taken a step back, but they showed that they are still a contender. No one's got any doubt that the Eagles are going to make a playoff run. Right? I think the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. I know we haven't had a repeat NFC East winner mm. since Brian Mitchell was playing. So, you know, I just I don't see, I mean, the freaking Cowboys just lost to the Cardinals. 
So right now, I'm taking the Eagles over the Cowboys. I'm sorry, we're not winning the East. If we get in, we're getting in as a wild card. And the Giants, forget about the Giants, at least for right now. So the Eagles are the favorite in our division. Mm -hmm. And I would say they're the favorite in the NFC just because of quarterback. Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts. Who are you taking? I'm taking Jalen Hurts all day, every day. Big guy, Not just because yeah. he's on my fantasy team, but, you know. <laughs> well, you, you, you may mention to the Cardinals and Cowboys. How about this? How about this week we're the Arizona Cardinals and the Eagles are the Cowboys, and we go ahead and take them down? How about that? All I'll right? take that, man. The only thing yeah. is Dak Prescott is not Jalen. Whack Prescott. <laughs> yeah. So, and the Eagles, they don't turn the ball over. They've got six well, forced they, fumbles. They, they turn the ball over, bro. He's had three picks. He's had three picks total. Yeah. Two picks last week. So, it can be done. It, it, can be it done. definitely can be done. Yes. This is not a we're going to definitely lose game. We can win this game. Mm -hmm. If anything, last year taught us that this team – can win but i'm right there with you it's going to come down to coaching but it's also going to come down to execution all the coaches can do is put them in the right position but the enemy did not put them in the right position last week and yeah. if anyone thinks they did they're probably related to eb <laughs> or you know maybe an in-law or something but he set them up to fail with his play calling last week and I get that Philly is first in run defense, but B-Rob had 10 carries for 70 yards last week. He's averaging a little over four and a half yards a carry. You've got to get him the ball. But on top of that, we talked about it towards the end of last week's show or this past Monday's show, you can't appear to be one-dimensional. Antonio Gibson was in over 60% of the snaps, but he only carried the ball twice. And yes, part of that was because B-Rob did not do well in pass protection. But hopefully that young man steps up and does a better job. And then they get him out there more. Because AG, man, it concerns me. The Eagles have six forced fumbles. So I'm not saying that he's going to cough it up again. But I would, I've got more confidence right now in having B-Rob out there a majority of the time than AG. And you mentioned it. Stop running the damn ball from shotgun. Give this young man a chance to actually be a battering ram and do what he needs to do. And then eventually that play action pass will get set up and give Sam a chance to get some of that pass rush off of his ass. I want to see some eye formation this week. We probably won't. That's just rally captain what I want to see. But I, I want to see some eye formation. I want to see some match protection. And, and I want to, here, here's the other thing. And I know that the NFL is kind of like a favoritism type of thing, game, if you will. But if someone isn't playing as good as they should, even though we may have signed them to this huge contract, put somebody else in. Who are you, talking, who are you kind of using as an example? Just curious. Um, I'm just going to say Rodriguez. If, if he's healthy... <clears throat> And he, and, he, and, it, and this virus or whatever he's got going on, the flu or whatever it was, he's healthy. He brought the kid in for a reason. Maybe he can be a spark. You know, we always go to any given Sunday and Willie Beeman. You know, 
And and I know that was a movie. It was a fictitious movie. However, the NFL, it was parodied off the NFL. It happens every week. Someone steps up and you're like, where'd that kid come from? Yeah. You you gave him an opportunity. It's 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 no different than what Magic said about being an owner. He was given an opportunity. And that's what it takes. Give the person the opportunity to show you because they could be that diamond in the rough. And yeah, it may be bad that you got to sit somebody, but if that's the spark that the team needs at that moment, you got to be able to try everything, throw them, throw it all at them. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. And you know, one thing that surprised me that Buffalo did is they brought an extra lineman in for pass protection. So during the game, if you guys are listening or if you're there, they'll say number so-and-so is an eligible receiver. That's because they got an offensive lineman coming out and basically being lined up as a tight end, knowing that he can go out, but he's just in there to block. Mm -hmm. Maybe bring in Chris Paul. Maybe bring Mm -hmm. in someone else on the end to help block because that wide nine that the Eagles like to do on defense, man, it's just, it scares me that Wiley and Leno are just going to be a swinging gate all day. And coming up that middle, you got Jalen Carter, and Sam's going to walk right into him. So maybe be enemy, move the pocket, get Sam out of it, get some rollouts. And I understand you're cutting off half the field for him to see, and you don't want him throwing cross body. But maybe if he only has half the field to evaluate, he can make up his mind faster. And if he doesn't see it, he can tuck it and run, or he can just get rid of the ball instead of trying to force something. You know, we talked about it last show where he's got that Madden funnel where it's just me sticking my arms out. You know, he, he's not exactly Jalen Hurts where he can see the entire field right now. So just try and simplify this, maybe change it up that way. But on defense, you mentioned Chase. We need to have our defensive linemen keep contained. We were worried about Josh Allen taking off and running, and he did last week. <laughs> Jalen's going to run a hell of a lot more than Josh did. And going back and watching the All-22, there were a couple times where Chase would take an inside stunt, and then Duran basically did the same inside stunt. So then you had no one on the outside. The guys weren't really communicating with each other. And Mm -hmm. one guy moved in. The other guy also crashed down and moved in. So you had no one on the outside. And those were a couple of times. And you talk about keeping it in-house. Rivera said something during his press conference on Monday that Josh Allen got in the defensive line's head. Man, if I'm the defensive line, I'm pissed off at coach for basically throwing my ass under the bus, saying that that boy got in my did he, head. Did he say something to him, or it just, just his play got into his, his their head? His play got into their head, the way he was able to scramble out of pressure, and then just basically, you know, the fact that he had a white jersey on a rainy-ass FedEx field, and he went home, and I swear that jersey was cleaner than he actually stepped on the field with. Agreed. Okay, yeah. Agreed. So, it's just, if we can slow the Eagles, because offense down, they're running attack, they're not firing on all cylinders pass-wise, if we can stop them from running, and that includes Jalen running the ball, because he likes to do a lot of read option, then we got a chance because I've got faith that our secondary can do something. And you talk about sitting down somebody. I'm sorry, man, but Cody Barton's got to sit. Put in Jamin. We're going to need Jamin's speed and athleticism to help us out here because if we're going to use our Cinco package of those 5D linemen to try and stop their run, we're going to need a linebacker that can go side to side Mm -hmm. and make sure he can make those plays. And it ain't Cody because 
sorry, I, I miss Cole Holcomb. I never thought I'd say that, but it, it ain't Cody. Ooh, okay. All right. I mean, the Steelers aren't doing too bad right now, man. I mean, you know, people are giving them a shot to win their division. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But we did have a couple of listeners chime in. Warren Gaskins on Twitter said, get the running game going, then go to the pass. Get everyone involved. He also said, Jack Del Rio needs to do better, seriously. Play calling sucks. Stack the box and blitz more. Do stunts. He's mm. just basic. And he also said Jack Del Rio needs to play Jabril Cox and Hudson Andre Jones Jr. Wake up and let them loose. Let them be dogs out there. Jack Del Rio was so outdated. Him and Ron Rivera. Oh. So what do you think about that? I have heard that before. Um, and unfortunately, that's what we got to work with right now. We, we, we all know, oh, I shouldn't say we know, we feel in our heart of hearts that this is their last year, you know, unless they go deep into the playoffs. But we feel for the most part, this will be their last year and there's going to be a huge turnover at the commanders. So, uh, but I hear you. I, I hear you. Um, but what can you do? At some point in time, you're right. Those, can you teach an old dog new tricks? They say you can. Is he willing to learn? And, and, and is he saying, hey, no, it's my defense. I'm, we're going to do it my way, you know? Yeah. Time and will tell. Jabril Cox, I hate to break it to you, Warren, but he ain't coming up. He's on our practice squad. They're not going to make a roster spot to bring him up. So I understand he came from Dallas and he's supposed to be good, but he's on a practice squad for a reason. Someone else could have ripped him off our practice squad if he was that good. So that's not going to happen. And Andre Jones Jr., he's he's out there, but what do you think he's going to do compared to the guys that we got out there right now? I just I don't see that happening. We need the guys out there right now to play like first round picks. We need them to actually play to their potential. And after a while, I think they just got tired on Sunday. I mean, mm -hmm. they were out there forever. We need the yeah. offense to cut them some slack and actually maintain some drives because it was 16 to nothing at the end of the third quarter. We were still in that game. We just, it went off the rails basically with 10 minutes left to go in the fourth. So if we can move the ball, somehow methodically get down that field, we give those guys a break. But I'm hoping that Jack does do some stuff that, you know, maybe changes it up. I mean, we didn't have a single spy on Josh Allen. Mm. And I would love to see us use Jamin as a spy at that point to see if Josh is going to, to see if Jalen's going to go anywhere because Josh just, ran right through us and extended a ton of plays with his legs. And we can't afford to let Jalen do that this week. Yeah. And we've had problems with mobile quarterbacks in the past. And this is, this is going to be no different than, than previous. Um, I, I believe that we can put pressure on Hertz. I, I do believe that. But I, as I said earlier, I, I think that we definitely need to have a good rotation. I mean, the minute as a coach to me, the minute those guys are looking like they're, they're winded and that tongue starts to hang, get them out. Get somebody fresh in. You know, get your win. Come, get back in because we're going to need it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We definitely need those guys to be firing on all cylinders. And, you know, the other team gets paid too. So part of mm -hmm. that's going to be, you know, the Eagles aren't giving us time to substitute. So we'll see what happens. But we got them. And we had Buffalo win a ton of third and longs. Yeah. Right. The defense is doing their job, but I, I feel just like you're saying, they got gassed. 
when it came mm-hmm. to third down because they were hustling and we didn't get a chance to actually give them a spell. But this one's from Tim Murray on Facebook. He said, follow last year's script and lean heavily on the run game. I agree with you. We need to lean on that run game. I just don't think it's going to be that easy just because Philly's run defense is stout. So It is. But don't give up on it. And don't no. make yourself so one-dimensional where we're not balanced. We've been so unbalanced on offense in the first half of the game that we're punching out a corner in the second half because all we did was pass the ball and come back from behind. So hopefully, yeah. you know, everyone's been saying it. Bianami, hopefully he's paying attention to everyone talking, and he knows he's won how many Super Bowls. You can't sit there and have Sam drop back 33 times. How do no. you think Sam's failing, man? He's been taking a bunch of hits. You think he's uh, he's okay? I have to rely upon him saying that, he's, that he is. If he isn't, I'm sure behind closed doors, maybe not. You know what? No, I don't know. Um, I I can only go back to listening to the Netflix quarterback special when Kirk Cousins was getting just drilled and they were like, are you okay? And he's like, no, I'm not okay. (laughs) So I'd have to imagine that it's the same way, but because of the love of the game, you want to stay in. And that comes down to, I think every player wants to be out there. and, And as a coach, you've got to see what your player has. And if he's injured, then you got to be the one to pull him. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, he can't be 100% just from taking all just the mm-hmm. sacks, not even counting the hits, just the sacks, 19 sacks. This is actually what Sam said on what he does to get ready each week after. Game where you take a good number of hits, how do you recover the next week? What do you do to get your body ready for the next week? Yeah, I mean, it just depends on kind of what's what's more sore. Um, but I have kind of a, a process of things I like to do. I think the main thing is you got to work out. Um, so I work out, I come in on Monday and get a good workout in and work out on Tuesday. Um, and after those two workouts, I usually start feeling pretty good. Um, once I start moving around again and obviously in the training room, getting treatment and stuff like that, um, I kind of have a process of how I go about that. But I feel like my body's in a pretty good place right now. We can't let the kid just get banged up anymore. They've got to do a better job. The rest of their teammates got to step up and just take a bullet for Sam because he's going to say he's fine. He doesn't Mm want to lose his job and have Brissett come in. And next thing you know, he never gets it back and you shouldn't lose your job to injury, but let's just be realistic. So I'm hoping he's okay. But man, after going back and watching, there are a couple of times when I'm thinking, dude, just to stay down on the ground, Mm. just live to fight another day type of thing. But it does show heart, and the teammates and the guys are rallying around them. So for me, the perfect script on Sunday is we score first possession. We don't punt, but we score a touchdown on our first possession. And we go toe-to-toe with those guys. And it's going to be body blows and body blows. Don't let them hit us with a haymaker. Right, okay. just pulling it out of Rocky playbook, you know, just grind it at that point. Because I feel that our defense is better than their defense, even though statistically we're not. I think we've got better playmakers. And if we can keep this close in the end, I think we got a chance for you to come out of Philly 
and have a second celebratory shot on that bus ride with everybody and maybe leave those Philly fans up there. But that's just <laughs> what I'm thinking the script should be on Sunday. Now that wouldn't be a good SB Vince business model, Ted, but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I definitely hear what you're saying. And let's face it. You can control the clock by what running the ball. And if it's close like that, you run that ball and eat that clock up because that is going to be our friend providing that we put ourselves in the proper position for it to be our friend. If we're playing from behind, the clock is not your friend, but if we're playing on top or even, even it's your friend. Yeah. And even a short pass can be like a run, mm -hmm. right? So we don't want to be so predictable where we're just running to run. And next thing you know, nothing's happening, but B Rob can catch. We've all seen it at training camp. We've seen it in games. He can catch. Use him too. Hit him out in a swing pass. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm tired of the Curtis Samuel coming in the backfield, running all over the place just to get three or four yards. Let's just, like Tim said, follow last year's script and try and see what we can do. Maybe a play action dive. And next thing you know, all of a sudden B Rob's open the flat. We have the second lowest amount of play action passes in the NFL. 17 is all we've got. And I understand. You know, Go ahead. I was going to say, you know why, though? I mean, because they're just obliterating our line and you can't play action pass. But I, I don't know if I agree with you there, because okay. to me, if it's a play action pass, you're still making those linebackers pause. You're still making those DBs pause, and it should help you get some guys open. They're if not pausing, you're, though. They're if not, your they're... front five could block... If they can yeah. actually, I mean, a play action pass, you're starting to run up and hit them like you're run blocking. Pass blocking sucks. You're a punching bag. But mm -hmm. if you're running a play action pass, the guys are going up there and they're starting to go in a run block motion. And there was a caller in the beat Mitch and Finley saying, why don't they run block like that pass block? You're not allowed to. You yeah. can't leave the line of scrimmage as an offensive lineman. I, I didn't realize that not everyone knew that. That's how they've got that penalty a couple times on their screens, an eligible man downfield. Downfield, so yeah. Screens have to happen within one to two seconds because those linemen are going out. If that lineman goes out before that ball is out there, it's a penalty on us. Mm -hmm. But knowing that, and the, if if I know this stat, best be sure the Eagles know this stat, that these guys aren't play action passing, so we're just going to pin our ears back and go after them. 69% yeah. of Sam's dropbacks, he was getting hit and getting pressured. EB's got to do something to keep those guys off a couple of draws, whatever we got to do to buy Sam some time and make those Eagles not just pin their ears back like Ron was saying last week. But yeah. for for you, who's your don't sleep player of the week? Hmm. My don't sleep player is going to have to be uh, it's going to have to be Leno. And it's actually I, I got to split it between Leno and Wiley. We're going to we cannot sleep on those guys. We need those guys to step up. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. We we do need those guys to step up and if Sam's getting rushed from the outside and they're there in a second it just plays dead. So mm -hmm. we need those guys to definitely earn their paycheck. I mean, it's starting to look like a little bit of nepotism on the offensive line last year with the other Andrew that we brought in 
and now this one, you know, it's like Rivera's basically saying, all right, you know, I know these guys. Well, they were garbage. And then now BM is like, oh, well, I know this guy. Well, he ain't looking much better. And at a certain point, it just makes you wonder, just because he's getting paid all that money, just like you said, should someone else be starting there? Should someone else move out to that spot? Maybe we move Cosme back outside and move Chris Paul in at right guard. I, I don't know if that's the right play, but it's just it's yeah, not looking you, good so far. Yeah, you, you got to do what you got to do to win this game. And, and it's like a chess game, chess match. I mean, you know, hey, you got to do it. So, but who who's your don't sleep player? To me, I was going to say B-Rob, but I think it's too obvious. I, I need... I need our defense to slow them down. I need it to be Jamin Davis. They're averaging 28 points a game. Mm. We're not going to win in a shootout with these guys. We're, we're not going to do what we did against the Broncos. Right? We've got to keep this game close. It's got to be a good old NFC East fight. And I need Jamin to be out there. And I need him to use his athleticism. Show why he was drafted 19th overall in the draft. and help out on DeAndre Swift, help out on Jalen Hurts. Don't let him break contain and just be, you know, a force of nature in that middle and do what he can do. I just hope the coaches give him a chance to actually do it and put him on the field. And that's where I don't know if Jack is going to, but maybe they watch the film and realize let's change it up a little bit. Cause what we're doing right now just ain't working. You better change it up. So prediction-wise, I'm going to go first just because usually you're a little more positive than me. We can win this game. We can definitely win this game. I don't okay. think we're going to, though. I, I think <laughs> that the Eagles at home coming back, I think it's going to be a little too much for Sam. I think that they're going to beat us. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like last week but you know what i'm fine losing to philly if this makes sense hear me out as long as we don't lose like we did to the bills if we show some signs of improvement then i'm fine taking the l because i had us going two and two through the first four games of the year does that make okay. sense yeah, it makes sense. So basically, all we got to do is uh, 37 to 6, score another field goal, and, you, and you've shown improvement, right? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. That's not what you mean. <laughs> A little more improvement than six points. <laughs> I got you. I know exactly what you mean. And I tend to agree with you. However, um, I see a squeaking this out by two points. I see a squeaking this out by two points. Don't know how it's going to happen. That's just a feeling that I have uh, by two points. So... Uh, that's what I feel. And I, I, I hope you're right, man. And also, every time I picked us to win, we lost. So uh, maybe I'm reverse psychologying myself, and maybe I'm the jinx. Okay. So I'll, I'll try and see how this goes. Not every time, but against the uh, the Bills, I, I joined your bandwagon, and you talked me into uh, picking us, and <laughs> that did not work out too well. So no, I'm going to go did, the other route did, this week. It didn't. I never said I was a guru, all right? Two points, so, though. Yeah, two, two right, points. I'll I, take it. I, I, believe, I believe we're going to squeak this out by two points, and I don't know how it's going to happen, as I said earlier, but I believe two points. So, uh, hey, I hear the music playing in the background, which lets me know that we've come to another ending of the DMV Mess Hall. 
and we want to thank you guys for listening. We want to thank you guys for subscribing, liking, all the intangibles that go along with it. We appreciate it. I'll see you guys in Philadelphia. And remember, you rep it hard, or you don't rep it at all. Rally Captain, Tailgate Ted. Peace.